Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And I had quite a reaction from last week's podcast, quite a reaction. I guess you guys really want to work on the energy of money and how to truly experience a life of prosperity. And I get that. And I respect that money is a part of our experience here in the third dimension. You know, our conditioning around money is the cause of so much suffering for reasons that I will go more deeply into in future podcast episodes. But the one thing I would offer that you all begin to remember is that everything is energy. Everything. We live in a holographic universe of energy. Everything is the quintessential nature of everything. And consciousness is our awareness of everything. It's the awareness of this energy. When we're unconscious or spiritually asleep, depending on how you want to talk about it, unconsciousness, asleep, you know, we see the world the way we are. We see the world through our own programming, through our own conditioning. When we're conscious or when we're awake, when we're spiritually awake, we see the world the way it is, which is a pure, neutral energy. You know, the whole idea of being woke is a political concept that is really a part of still being unconscious because it creates more bias. It creates more conditioning. The truth is, brothers, everything is neutral energy. Everything is in a state of oneness and perfection. It is our unconsciousness that creates inner suffering and drives outer chaos And similarly, you know, the opposite of that is that it's our remembering, it's our awakening, or it's our consciousness that creates inner peace and drives outer harmony. Now, this is true with money and food, which I'm going to get into on today's podcast because both are energy. We are energy. You and me and every other human on this planet sells our energy. And I'm going to come back to that later in the episodes. But our bodies, animals, and plants, all cellular beings are energy. Molecules are energy. All the inorganic matter, emotions are energy. Thoughts are energy. Everything is energy. And that is the most simple way of explaining the truth. So just remember that. Keep that in mind when you're experiencing your five senses. When you see, hear, taste, touch, and smell, everything is energy, neutral energy. Keep that in mind when you are feeling emotions that you are moving energy through your body, energy moving through your energy, essentially, and your thoughts too. It's all energy, brother, and none of it can hurt you. It's all pure, neutral energy. All right, let's get into the episode of Simplicity with Food. Like the money segment, I'm going to begin with some general comments around food, and then next week, offer you guys a plan for feeding in a very simple way. And remember, it all begins with your mind. How simple are your thoughts? It is fear that drives complex cognition. It is the illusion that we are not safe or that we are not enough that creates this fear. This is another episode that I've lined up for you guys. For now, remember the universal truth. It is our thoughts that drive your actions and your results that need to match your thoughts. If your results don't match your thoughts, then it's your results that will change, not your thoughts. You got to work with the thoughts first. This seems to be backwards based on the way a lot of people interpret reality. A lot of people who haven't done this work would even argue with me on this concept, on this idea. They would say, no, 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 no. You will always think and believe based on what your life is like. You know, your reality is what creates your beliefs. And this to a point is true. However, it always begins with your thoughts. Your thoughts determine your results and then 
Your results provide confirmation bias for the thoughts that created them. For example, brothers, if you remember from last week what I was saying about how I have to really watch how much I give, you know, I have to be clear about this for you guys because I certainly can give more than 10% of my income. You know, I talked about this last week and I'm just going to recap this as an example. I actually have learned to live on 20% of my income, although I've offered to you guys that you bring your necessary expenses down to 40% of your income, just as an offer, just a suggestion. You know, I live on 20% because of the level of abundance I experience as well as the simplicity at which I live. I'm a minimalist. I have a very simple lifestyle and I behave in a very simple way. This allows me to live at a, a very low percentage of my income. However, as I mentioned you guys last week, I struggle with the poverty mindset and I have a tendency to give away more than 10% of my income when I'm in an unconscious state. You know, I can, and some months do give away up to 30% of my income for either one of two reasons. And here's the thing. This is what I want you guys to hear. Either one, it's because unconsciously my actions are creating results that match my poverty mindset, right? My conditioning programming from my past, the poverty mindset. So unconsciously, my actions are giving away more than 10% to try to create a result of having less wealth in order to match that poverty mindset. Or or I am consciously exceeding the amount I give because I live on 20% instead of 40% of my income. And that extra 20% goes to the abundance category because I just enjoy giving. So it's either unconscious or it's conscious depending on the month, right? Depending on where I am cognitively. And sometimes I do keep it at 10%, especially following a month of being unconscious with my giving. Because again, I want to be more conscious. I really want to be watching that. Now, I know that probably sounds all really weird, but I want to offer it as an example of how results will change to meet thoughts, not the other way around. It's just my own anecdotal evidence. However, there are plenty of stories of this happening. Consider the lottery winners, right? Who have a poverty mentality. A person with a poverty mentality wins the lottery and becomes super wealthy overnight. And we've heard this story before, right? Because within six months to a year of having more wealth than most people have in the world, they go back to living in poverty again. You know, they just spend it all because their results have to match the way they think. They has to match their belief systems. And athletes and entertainers, this happens to them as well. I think MC Hammer is a good example of this. If you guys have ever heard the MC Hammer story, you know, me being in my 40s, you know, I grew up with MC Hammer. You know, he was a big superstar. He was a superstar. He was the greatest. He was the most well-known rapper in the 80s, I think. I mean, again, that's, of course, a belief. It's not a fact. I just said that. But, you know, he grew up in poverty, became one of the most well-known rappers worldwide, and then went back to living in poverty because of the mindset, because his results had to match his beliefs. It happens all the time. He's just one example. There are lots of times it happens to athletes as well. Now, this is different from abundance, of course, and there is a reason why these people have attained massive cash flows in the first place. But I explained that a couple weeks ago, and I want to get into the food episode now. My point is that this all begins with the mind. It doesn't begin with the construct. It's not the matrix. Remember that as I go deeper into that when it comes to food. Now, brothers, food is energy. This is the most simple way of explaining the simplicity of food. <laughs> the most simple way of explaining the simplicity of food. It's a little redundant there, but food is energy. And brothers, I'm not talking about caloric energy. I'm talking about energy, like energy in that it is no different from any other energy in the universe. Food is cellular energy. And I'm going to make a huge statement here and now. I'm going to make a very bold statement that may trigger a bunch of you that listening to this podcast, especially coming from me, someone who has lived and operated in the fitness industry for over a decade. This may trigger you because here's the statement. It doesn't make one bit of difference what you eat. It doesn't matter. 
And I know that's a part of the title of this podcast. Now, I just made a statement that contradicts everyone in the nutritional community, right? It contradicts everyone in the fitness community, contradicts everyone in the healthcare community, and it even contradicts some people in the spiritual community. Of course, none of them can agree on anything anyway, so it probably makes more sense that nothing matters than to agree with one idea that, by definition, disagrees with every other idea. Even to agree with what I just said technically disagrees with every other idea, even though every other idea that says it truly doesn't matter, then I'm saying it doesn't matter, and they're saying that it does matter what you eat. And brothers, I'm going to say this. I will say that it does matter as well, right? That's, again, the title of this podcast, It Doesn't Matter and It Matters. Because we have a paradox here, of course. It's always going to end up with some kind of paradox because we are dealing with a both and function. The universe operates in a both and. It's not an either or, right? The either or is the duality of illusion, right? The universe is a oneness. So it's a both and. It's the summation. It's the totality. It's everything. The universe is a triumvirate fractal. It's an all oneness. There are always going to be paradoxes for the mind because the mind can't understand the truth. The mind can only help in unlocking the truth. So in some ways, it does matter what you eat. And at the same time, it really doesn't matter what you eat. And there you have it. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast, Over and Done, right? Of course not. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. I'm going to teach you guys a little bit more. Because see, what you eat is the result of the way you think, not the cause. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused with their diets and with their nutrition. You know, you don't eat a certain way and then get a certain result and then believe something about your diet. You know, that's backwards. You think a certain way about your diet, you eat that way, and then you get the result you thought you were going to get in the first place. And once again, we have the universal truth. And brothers, this is clearly demonstrated, and I could give you hundreds of examples. You know, there are scientists out there trying to figure out what's the optimum diet for health and fitness, and they're all coming back with different answers. They're all coming back with different data. The research is constantly contradicting itself, and it's always unfolding in a new way. And I've truly heard it all. You know, I've heard that fat was bad. I've heard that carbs were bad. I've heard the way that you balance these macronutrients had to be in a certain percentage or even consumed in a certain order. And there was that the trans fats are bad, right? Or the refined sugars was the enemy. And then processed carbs became bad. If you guys remember this story, that the processed carbs or the hormones in the meat and the pesticides in the produce, that that was all bad. And then it was the seed oils. The seed oils are bad and the way the food is cooked. You know, I've heard some communities talk about eating meat. You know, meat is death. And to raise your energy, you have to eat plant-based. And I've heard people talk about a carnivore diet and all the limit all kinds of unnatural living. You know, they go and they talk about the carnivore diet and you have to limit all this unnaturalness. And then I find out that these people are actually taking a lot of synthetic steroids, that they're doing these other things. I've watched people win gold medals in the Olympics. And their coaches have prescribed them a vegetarian diet, vegan diets, carnivore diets. You know, which is to say that to be one of the most fit athletes in the world, depending on the sport, there's all kinds of different diets out there. There are tribes, there are indigenous people who eat nothing but potatoes. There are other tribes who survive solely on animal products. You know, they drink the milk, they eat the flesh, they eat the organs, and neither one of these tribes has any history of dietary illnesses. No heart diseases, no diabetes, no cholesterol issues. Brothers, there are people living in certain parts of the world that eat nothing but plants, and it may even blow your mind to know that there are people who don't eat at all, right? That they get their energy from the sun and the breath, you know, the, these breatharians. And although I've had no direct experience with these people, I've never met anyone specifically who is a breatharian, I do trust the sources that have had direct experiences with these people. Now, what does all this mean? 
It means that it doesn't really matter what you eat, right? It means that the way you think about your food will have more of an impact on your health and fitness than the food itself. It means that food is neutral energy and what you choose to believe about what's good or bad for you is really what's driving your results. I'm going to give you a personal example. Here's a personal example in my life. I have always eaten meat nearly all my life mostly because it served to me as a kid, right? Like my mom fed me meat. And then the military, you know, of course it was served in the military as well. And of course I enjoy the taste of it. Now there was a time when I was working in the fitness community that being a vegetarian was showing improvements in health and wellness, right? That the research was showing that. And I was highly skeptical based on quote, all the research, you know, I'd done on diet and nutrition. I, you know, I'd done a lot of research about you know, protein and we need animal-based proteins and so on. So I didn't believe I could get the results I wanted in terms of performance and aesthetics on a vegetarian diet. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it was healthy or would promote my ability to maintain my gains and performance, but I tried it anyway. I tried it anyway, experimented with anyway, and sure enough, I lost a lot of mass and I lost a lot of strength and I just didn't feel well. I felt sluggish. I felt weak. And after 60 days, I went back to eating meat. Now, fast forward a couple years, you know, I enrolled in a Tantra certification course. The instructor was a vegetarian and talked about the energetic benefits of not eating meat. You know, he talked about being able to move energy through the body more effectively when it wasn't being held back by the energy of flesh and death and so on. And I trusted this guy, you know, I trusted this man, my teacher. So for the second time in my life, I stopped eating meat. I decided to experiment. And this time, based solely on my thoughts, I had different thoughts about the reason why I wasn't eating meat, right? I stopped it for different reasons. I believed it. I had positive thoughts about it. I said, this is going to be good for me. And because I had different thoughts, I also had a completely different experience. Not only did I maintain my fitness and aesthetics, they both actually improved along with my physical energy. Now, after a few months, I went back to eating meat simply because I liked the taste of it. And I know my mind was having a lot to do with the cause of my health, not the diet itself, not what I was eating. And brothers, this is not some crazy idea of mine. This is not some counterintuitive belief to just to go against the status quo, although I will admit that the status quo is generally ignorant of the truth. As Krishnamurti said, it's no measurement of mental health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. And in other words, what he was saying was, is that if we're all living in an insane asylum, if everybody is crazy, then I would rather be sane and considered insane by the rest of the inmates than just to be insane to go along with everyone else, right? That's kind of like what he's saying there. But this notion has been taught before. You know, this notion has been out there before. You know, the Christ said it in the New Testament when Christ and his disciples were chastised for not washing their hands before eating, right, as the story goes. He said, listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Later, when he was asked by Peter, one of his disciples, to explain, basically Christ offered the universal truth. He said, don't you see that whatever enters your mouth goes into your stomach and then out of your body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. And notice he said evil thoughts. And here we have the T line of the model of alignment. Notice he said that which comes out of the mouth, which is the A line, you know, the things you say, comes from the heart, which is the F line. You know, the A line follows the F line. And notice that all the things he mentioned coming out of the heart from evil thoughts are actions. You know, they're actions. Murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, which is to say lying, right? Slander. 
These are all thoughts created from feelings that drive the actions. And finally, notice that he says clearly that what that this is what defiles a man, the result of thought, not action. And the universal truth is prevalent in other scriptures as well, right? The Gita, the Upanishads, the I Ching. This is a deeper way of relating your experience here on earth. It is the energetic way, you know, the spiritual way. And brothers, the point is that as alpha men, it doesn't matter so much what we eat. It's not the material. It's not the thing. What matters is, number one, the way we think about what we eat and the energy that we have around it. And with that, I want to add another piece of the puzzle. Because it does matter what we eat, <laughs> right? I've just talked about so much about how it doesn't matter. Now I'm going to say the other side of the paradox, you know, because I've just hit you with it. You know, it doesn't matter and it does matter. Because after I just told you about that, how it doesn't matter, and it's all about the way we think about our food, I'm going to add that food is not exactly the same as money. You know, money is an energy of pure thought. It is paper, it's metal, and recently it's completely existing in the form of an idea as numbers in a bank account. Food, on the other hand, is cellular, right? It's cellular. Our food is alive or was alive. You know, it has a, it's a cellular organism. It matters because food, like your body, contains cellular energy. The energy of your body is based on and made up of the energy of your thoughts and feelings. When you think positive thoughts, when you think self-praising thoughts, when you feel strong, when you feel confident, when you feel proud and happy with yourself, your body will demonstrate that in cellular form. You'll look young and beautiful and light. Similarly, the energy of your food will determine the energy you put into your body. This is the key component that is missing from nutritionists. This is the key component that's missing from the research and the data that's coming around food and diets. Consider beef in the beef industry in the United States. There is a certain way those cows live their lives. Okay, That state of experience will determine the energy that is in the cells of their flesh. Cows are not like humans. They don't have the ability to think about their thoughts, as far as we know, right? As far as we know, cows have metacognition, right? They don't think about their thoughts. They don't have the opportunity to separate their thoughts about their circumstances from the circumstances themselves. They don't have the ability for cognitive mastery. Therefore, their cellular bodies will build up the energy of their cognoemotive state of being, just like human beings, but they're not going to be able to change their thoughts. Their thoughts are going to come directly from that circumstance. So a cow that lives on a ranch with other cows that are happy and cycled through various patches of land to graze upon will have a very different cellular energy than a cow who lives in isolation, locked in a feeding pen, standing in its own filth and feces, eating sawdust, and waiting to be slaughtered. They're just going to have very different cellular bodies. They're going to have different energetic bodies. And furthermore, and this is true as well, <laughs> when a cow is killed by a rancher out in the field who loved this cow, who took care of this cow, who cared for this cow, the emotions in the bloodstream of this cow when it dies is going to be very different than a cow who is led to the slaughterhouse and smells the scent of death and has a shot of fear in its body and the emotion that runs through its blood before it's killed. It's going to have a way different energy, so much so that it makes the way it tastes different. The way that meat tastes is going to be different. And I can tell you that taste is another form of energy. Not only is it going to taste different, you're going to have a different way it tastes in that uh, one of the five senses, one of the energy of the five senses. The spiritual energy is going to be so vastly different. Now, look, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't eat meat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you that you should or shouldn't eat a certain way. Because quite frankly, brothers, 
The truth is plants are cellular organisms as well. And how we treat them is the same as how we treat the animals. I mean, we're not treating our plants very well either. What I'm saying is that when it comes to how what you eat matters, you know, when we're talking about what you're eating, what it matters versus it doesn't matter, right? When it does matter, it's not about the macronutrients, right? It's not about the type of food. It's about the energy and what the energy of the cellular organism is that you're putting into your body. Look, guys, if we were eating rocks, it probably wouldn't matter as much, right? If we were just eating like inorganic matter, if we were just eating inorganic molecules, inorganic molecules still have energy, but they're not the cellular energy of life. They're not accumulating an energy by living. You know, if we were living on lead or iron or some other metal, it probably wouldn't matter. We're not. We're living on organic material. We eat life in order to sustain life. We eat plants, fruits, animals, nuts, seeds, grains, and so on. And all of these are living things and contain their own living imprint of the life they lived. Cells carry a memory. They carry energetic memory. All cells do. The cells of your body do too. Brothers, we have a conscious and a subconscious mind. There is unconsciousness, which is wholly different, right? Which is to say, asleep at the wheel. <laughs> when you're unconscious, you're just asleep at the wheel. You're asleep, right? You're spiritually asleep. Your conscious mind can be unconscious, right? That's what I mean, conscious versus unconscious. We talk a lot about that, about becoming conscious, about remembering, about waking up. But your subconscious is always functioning behind the scenes. It is your body's consciousness. It's your cellular consciousness. This is something to pay attention to because it will reveal for you the part of your beliefs that are unknown to your conscious mind. And you guys already know this but you've probably been taught in an experience in a different way. We call it the triggers. It is the unintentional model of alignment. The unintentional model of alignment is your body holding the truth of your belief system. It's the trigger. It's the subconscious, the thoughts that we're not aware of all the time. And no matter how badly you want your conscious mind to run the show, it is your subconscious that will reveal for you what you truly believe, how your body reacts to things. You know, again, this is why these positive affirmations are important because the positive work we do with our consciousness can work its way into the body. But when we're working with that unintentional model, it's coming from our subconscious. It's coming from our childhood, from our past, from our past lives and from our genealogy, from our hereditary. And this is why we do the work of exposing these beliefs and then shifting them. That's cognitive mastery. And the same can be said for food. Brothers, food carries with it the subconscious state of the organism that lived. This is why hunters give thanks to the organism that was killed. That is, it will bring food and nourishment to the tribe. Like they give thanks. They come over that kill and they give gratitude. They offer a sense of energetic gratitude and love to this organism that's going to nourish them and bring life to their tribe. Without the energy of gratitude being brought to the kill, the kill becomes selfish and then the energy is shifted. And furthermore, if the plant or animal is mass produced, if it doesn't come from a wild and free form of existence, then the cells of that organism carries with it the energy of constriction, the energy of slavery, the energy of suffocation. Remember, I'm not just talking about animals here. Okay, so if you're a vegetarian out there, <laughs> right, if you're a vegetarian out there saying, aha, yeah, see, no one should be eating meat because of how badly we treat meat, just know that I'm talking to you too about the way our plant life is being treated. You know, don't forget, brothers, I am deeply in love with the plant world. The flora of planet Earth are some of my best friends, and the way they are treated is just as bad, if not worse, than the way the fauna is being treated. You know, I hear it all the time. 
You know, there's this state of self-righteousness around vegetarians and vegans, and the truth is they need to come to an awareness as well about how their food, around how our plants and our seeds and our nuts and everything, even our water, how our water is being treated. The paradox of feeding, right? Here's the paradox of feeding, brothers. It doesn't matter materially, but it does matter energetically. And this is the paradox. It doesn't matter and it matters. It doesn't matter based on what you're looking at, whether you're looking at a steak or whether you're looking at a salad. That doesn't matter. What you're looking at makes no difference. Forget all the food pyramids and all the macronutrient conjecture. Forget the diets and the nutritionists. The food itself is just the thing. It's neutral. But it does matter. It does matter because it contains an energy within it. It contains an energy within it that reflects the life it lived. And in addition to that, the energy you bring to the thoughts you have about your food matters. Here's an analogy. Here's an example. You will get more, and this is a bold statement, so listen to this. You will get more nutritional value out of a pile of garbage that's been cooked and prepared with love that you believe in your thoughts will nourish you. You'll get more nutritional value out of that than a delicious meal packed with nutrients that was cooked with a negative energy that you believe is not good for you. You're bringing your negative thoughts to it. So watch your thinking and bless your food. It is because your food is blessing you. It's blessing you with life. So give thanks for that exchange. So here is what I will conclude with for this episode, okay? Before introducing the plan, right? Next week, I'll introduce the plan. First of all, remember that everything is energy. Everything is energy. Money is energy. Food is energy. You are energy. You are the energy, right? You are divine energy. You are here to be and experience energy through consciousness. Okay, second, remember that this is all a matter of thought and belief. You know, when we are living externally, when we're living through our five senses, we're living in a state of ignorance and suffering, right? We're living through what the outer is telling us in the inner, that is when the matrix has you. That is when you're locked in the matrix. That means that when you're listening to all the external authorities and accumulating the disinformation of conjecture, you're filling your beliefs with what will later become your results. This is cognitive abdication, and it leads to disempowerment and suffering. You are here to remember, brother, to wake up and let go. Surrender to your inner voice, your inner voice of energy and love. You can eat any way you want. You can eat anything you want. There are no rules other than the rules that the false authorities have prescribed for you, you know, and they don't know anything other than what their greed and egos are telling them. What works for one person doesn't work for all people because what works for one comes from their thinking of that one. You know, some people live to be over 100 years old, drinking alcohol and smoking cigars. It happens. And therefore, we can't say that these things are bad and are going to kill you. Correlation is not causation. Causation is from the mental realm. It comes from the mind. Okay, that's number two. Number three, your food has or had a consciousness. All your food, plant food and animal food. And that consciousness, that cellular conscious energy is going into your body when you ingest it. Pay attention to this. And you know what, brothers, I'll tell you this as well. Since we live in the modern era and we don't really know where our food is coming from or how it is being treated, I'm going to offer you some guidance on how to work with this on the podcast episode next week. Finally, keep it simple. 
Keep it simple. Let go of your control and just know that you are okay and safe and enough and complete in this experience. Complexity is the result of the mind trying to control its environment. And food and money are prime examples of that as they relate to health and wealth. The more we try to use control as a way to bring about health in our diets, the more complicated, worried, and unhealthy we become. You know, I'm going to get into a plan for you guys next week. But for now, just let go. Just let go and live and enjoy. Trust what your body is telling you. If it doesn't feel right after eating something, then listen to your body. If it does feel okay with what you're eating, that doesn't mean it's good for you either. I know, I know, that's another weird paradox, <laughs> right? Because you can be unconscious with what you're eating. This is why I created the Academy, so you guys can get some guidance and apply all of this to your life specifically instead of listening to all the paradoxes and trying to figure it out all on your own. But you will figure it out on your own because the answers are within you. That is why I'm a guide, brothers. I don't tell you what to do. I teach you how to listen to yourself. I guide you to the inside of you, guide you within yourself where all the answers are. There isn't one way to feed that works for everyone. There's only what brings you bliss and joy and freedom and lightness of experience. That is the alpha way, the way of energy. And next week, I'll offer you guys a couple key things that you can do, you can actually do, right? Just like last week, the plan with money, next week's gonna be the plan with food. A couple key things you can do to make your behavior with food a lot more simple. I'm not gonna tell you what to eat. I'm not gonna prescribe you a diet. I'm not gonna be your nutritionist. Like that's not what I'm gonna do, right? I'm not gonna tell you what to eat. I will tell you how you can make your relationship with food more simple. And that will translate for you to being overall more healthy and more happy in your body. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.